Hey everyone, this is Christopher Chansey, creator of Theater of Heels. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to check out this and my other projects on my website, ChristopherChansey.com. If you're interested in supporting my work, please take a look at my Patreon at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. Patrons on all tiers are granted access to my podcast two weeks before they go live on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and more. Check it out in the links in the descriptions. Thank you for the moment of your time. And now I present you with our story. Part 3, Founder's Day Gala. Theater of Heels, Chapter 10, Stage Presence. I can't believe you. Me? Ryan stared at Sleek. What did I do? Sleek hissed. You took Sprinter's side back there. Ryan stammered. Took his side? What do you mean? I didn't say anything. Sleek lifted her chin. Exactly. You didn't try to defend me. Harry peeked around his other side. Since when does an all-powerful Sleek need someone to defend her? Ryan grimaced. He turned around. Sprinter, that's not helping. Harry offered him a quick grin. Sorry, buddy. Ryan sighed. Dude, I love you like a brother, but I'm not the one you need to apologize to. Harry glanced past him at Sleek, who was glaring daggers. He shook his head. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Sleek snarled. I'm not interested in anything you have to say. Ahead of them, the sound of two Brits scraping together erupted as Block ground his teeth as he stood in the stage's wings. They paused and nervously glanced at the giant leader's back. In the following silence, they could hear Mr. Tuxton on the stage warming up the crowd of the venue. Thank you, everyone, for attending the Bicentennial Founders Day Gala. In many ways, Hopper Station is the heart and soul of our fair city. Built by Majestic's founder, Zebediah Hopper, these hallowed halls have witnessed history unfold time and again. Hopper Station has always been a beacon of progress. Countless travelers, innovators, and adventurers have begun their journeys here. I, for one, look forward to seeing what new adventures develop here in Majestic's bright future. Which is why it's my honor to introduce some of the very heroes whose harrowing duty it is to protect us and our fair city. Distinguished guest, it is my privilege to present to you the Capes Corps. The audience erupted into applause. Harry nudged Ryan. Nice segue. Ryan nodded before glancing uncertainly at Sleek. She stared straight ahead, avoiding eye contact. Although her expression was inscrutable, especially from his vantage on the cybernetic side of her face, Ryan knew she was nervous. Tonight was her first public appearance since her caper against Princess Crash and Weatherman. Initially, the news coverage of her defeat of the up-and-coming heel was virtually non-existent. There was just a quick blurb on the hero report. In truth, it scarcely hit his radar. If it weren't for his sister April's obsession with Princess Crash, and later Weatherman, April still had the frozen flower Weatherman had created for her in the freezer. He wouldn't have known about the match at all. Then out of the blue, Weatherman, against all odds, committed the most daring caper this city has seen in years. In broad daylight, he freed his partner Princess Crash and led the police down a thrilling, adrenaline-filled heist 
through the heart of downtown. Ryan admired the pair's innovation. He wondered who they had to convince to create such an elaborate caper, especially without the presence of the usual superhero counterpart. It must have taken them weeks to devise that strategy. Regardless, no one had ever seen such a high-stakes venture in Majestic's long history. Privately, Ryan would love nothing more than to be a part of their caper. He imagined himself chasing after them along the rooftops before clashing with the down-and-out heels. It would have been epic. When no one inspected, least of all Sleek, was where Princess Crash to release the footage of both their escape and their prior battle with the cybernetic hero. He hadn't seen the fight himself, but he heard rumors that it was among her most brutal. Ryan had hoped the reports he heard were unfounded, but apparently Sleek did oversell her ferocity. He had to admit that the times he teamed up with her had been more intense than he would have preferred. Ryan definitely understood why Sleek's opponents had found her so intimidating. Ryan himself had been on the other side of several encounters where he had been severely hurt. Months back, when he fought the anthropomorphic heel known as Razorbite, Ryan honestly thought the pharaoh villain was trying to kill him. Ryan had barely defeated him. In fact, he wouldn't have gotten the opening he needed if Princess Crash and her civilian identity had not distracted Razorbite with her car horn. He had returned from that fight with countless scrapes, bruises, and three broken bones. Ryan had spent over five hours in the restoration tanks at the Claret's Reprieve Day Spa before his wounds were completely healed. A few weeks later, he tried to clear the air with Razorbite, but to no avail. Apparently, Razorbite had taken his defeat so badly that he and his wife had decided to close up their thriving restaurant shortly after his loss. He never saw Razorbite again. He fell into obscurity and got completely out of the game. Ryan didn't mind. He would have serious second thoughts about fighting Razorbite again. That heel took things too seriously and way too far. He glanced at Sleek, thinking, which is what many people said about Sleek in her fight with Princess Crash. Ryan shook his head to banish that line of unwanted thoughts. He had forgotten about that fight and that time he encountered Erica Belfry, alias Princess Crash. According to her, it was technically not their first time meeting, but it was the first time she made an impression on him. Since then, she had indeed made an impact on this bizarre world of masked adventurers. He glanced at Sleek. His friend was undoubtedly feeling that impact right now. Within hours after the footage dropped, Sleek's fame points plummeted from the top rankings. Overnight, Sleek went from being the third most popular hero to the mid-40s. Since then, her rank has been on a steady decline. Ryan heard rumors that the higher-ups were considering canceling all her public appearances, including the Founders' Day Gala, which would have been a shame. Of all the Capes Corps members present, Sleek had been the most excited about the Founders' Day Gala. She was the one that got him invited to the event in the first place. She even convinced the board to include Block in the invite. Block, the leader and the undisputed number one ranked hero for years, rarely make public appearances these days. As a member of the original Cape Score lineup, he made it known both publicly and privately that he paid his dues and wasn't interested in doing any more capers than it was absolutely necessary. Therefore, he only did the occasional caper at the board's behest. Usually these rare appearances 
were to push some up-and-coming hero into the spotlight and higher up the ranks. Despite Block's obvious reluctance, he begrudgingly accepted the invitation to the gala. Of course, there were rumors that the board did not give him a choice to opt out. In the face of the media backlash, Slick's enthusiasm for the event has significantly waned. Before the footage dropped, Sleek had talked non-stop about the gala. She even considered wearing an evening gown to the event instead of her usual uniform. Ryan remembered Sleek showing him the dress she picked out for the occasion. Her dark human eyes shone over the elegant gown. What do you think? She asked him. He said, I think it will be beautiful on you. Really? She looked at him oddly. Well, yeah. Of course, you're always stunning. But I think the color will look great with your... He trailed off. Sleek frowned. With what? Ryan remembered flushing. With your eyes. I hope that wasn't... Um, I wasn't trying to offend you or anything. It's just that you have pretty eyes. Particularly that one. He pointed at her still human side of her face. Slick smiled shyly as she averted her gaze. No, you didn't say anything bad. Thank you. She glanced at him again and her sheepish grin broadened. I think I might wear it then. Ryan shook the memory away and glanced at his friend. Slick stood stiffly next to him in her uniform. Remembering that conversation had rooted something heavy in his chest. He wished she had worn the evening gown. Maybe he would have asked her to dance with him. And then perhaps... Blot's gravelly voice rampaged through his thoughts like an avalanche. Sprinter! Get ready! Mr. Tugson called. Now, for the moment you have been waiting for, the premier members of Majestic's own Capes Corps! Block nodded. Sprinter! Get out there! Harry tilted his head. How did I get the lowest billing? Go! Harry stepped back. Then he schooled his face and flashed Ryan a quick grin. I guess that's my cue. Harry disappeared in a torrent of wind. He streaked around the stage in a chaotic blur of blue and gray. Mr. Tuxin slapped his hand on his head to keep his toupee from flying off. Harry zipped out into the crowd. He appeared for an instance with his arms draped over two beautiful women in evening gowns. They giggled as he disappeared and reappeared half a second later on the opposite side of the venue, clinking a champagne flute with the mayors. The mayor jumped back startled, spraying his drink towards Monica Beach, who stood just behind him. Monica Beach suddenly disappeared before the liquid could splash onto her. She appeared windblowed but dry on the other side of the mayor's entourage. Sprinter then appeared directly next to Mr. Tuxton. His hand blurred as he waved at the crowd. However, the sudden burst of wind was too much for Mr. Tuxton's toupee, causing it to blast off his head and fly across the stage. Sprinter disappeared and reappeared in an instant. The hairpiece returned back on top of Mr. Tuxton's head, albeit skewed. Harry muttered, Sorry about that. Mr. Tuxton's mouth worked silently for a moment as he stared at the hero. Then, remembering where he was with the start, he waved at Harry and called into the mic, Sprinter! Beyond them, the crowd exploded into tumultuous applause. Block ordered, Sleek! Go! Sleek glanced at their leader and nodded. She then took a running leap and fire burst from the jet ports in her back as she flew up and over the stage. The audience gasped as one. Slick's jets cut off and she spun around the air, 
as her wing fans flared open and ascended out from her back. She glided to the ground like a spinning top before agilely nailing a three-point landing on the stage. Ryan grinned. He had seen his friend make tons of entrances before, but that was among her best. She stood up and mined a curtsy. Mr. Tuxton spared a quick glare at Harry before he called out, SLEEK! The sparse applause she received immediately halted. The room grew silent as the party guards collectively stared at her with varying reactions. Sensing the moon shift, Ryan glanced around the wings. Murmurs began to rise in the crowd. Then someone shouted, Get off the stage! Another, another person yelled, Boo! More angry voices added to the descent. She's no hero! Kick her out of the Cape's core. She's a metal monster! Metal monster! All at once, more voices started to take up the impromptu chant. Metal monster! Metal monster! Metal monster! Sleek's still human eye widened as she gaped around the room. Her cybernetic red eye pinged on several faces with its voice recognition camera. No. She hissed. Several of the spontaneous protesters held up their cell phones to record the chant. A few social media influencers had them in selfie mode to record them chanting, Metal Monster! with Sleek standing behind them on the stage. Harry leaned over and said just loud enough to be heard over the chant, You see? I'm not the only one who disapproves of your violence. Not by a long shot. Sleek looked around from the crowd to the wings, where her eyes locked on the Ryans. In that moment, he could see her heart break. Ryan took a step forward. I should get out there. No! Block said firmly. But, Ryan started to protest. Block glared at him. Don't make me repeat myself! Block then shook his head in disgust. He growled. We let this play out! Ryan glanced at the elder superhero. But, what can we do? Do! Block scoffed. There's nothing to do! It looks like the sheep had decided to bleed. And we'll let them. His massive shoulders shrugged. It was only a matter of time. Your girlfriend there has acted like a loose cannon for years. And now, it looks like it's finally blown up in her face. Ryan stammered. She's not my girlfriend. We're just friends. Block squinted at him. Really? With how you always pout around with her, I figured that you too. You know what? I don't care. Mind reeling. Ryan looked from Block to Sleek to the crowd and back. What kind of backlash should she expect? Block chuckled darkly and waved at the irate crowd. I expected all this and more. That video revealed something about Sleek that the sheep aren't likely to forget anytime soon. Unless she does something soon, she will probably drop into obscurity in a few weeks. No, Ryan shook his head. We can't let that happen. Block shrugged. Not my problem. It's how the game is played. Sleek knows that better than most. Hell, she's orchestrated more than a few social media backlashes on the people she didn't like. Many of which fell into obscurity after the fact. He chuckled again. <laughs> so now the little robot girl is getting a taste of her own medicine. Ryan winced. Don't call her that. Block, 
smiled down at him. It was not a friendly expression. For just a friend? You sure overlook a lot of things that should be obvious. On the stage, Mr. Tuxon looked around at the chanting crowd, stunned. He shook himself and tried to reassert some control over the chaos. If everyone could please settle down. The crowd kept chanting, Metal monster! Quiet, please. If everyone could please be quiet, we could... Metal monster! Metal monster! Mr. Tuxon's efforts failed to gain control. Sleet looked like she was on the verge of tears. Ryan snarled. Screw this! He hurled a spear. If everyone can please... Uh! Mr. Tuxton's breath caught as a spear shot past his podium. Pah! Ryan made a grasping gesture and felt his body instantly compress and decompress as he felt the weight of the spear in his grip. He teleported onto the stage. The audience collectively gasped. Their chant against Sleek instantly lost. Now that Ryan had their attention, he held on. He spun the spear over his head, then behind his back, before leaping straight up into a side flip. He landed in an agile crouch on the edge of the stage, before he hurled his spear straight up. Pop! He teleported next to his spear, a hundred feet in the air, and caressed one of the ceiling's stone reliefs. Ryan then allowed himself to fall. He lazily tumbled around to face the oncoming ground, before he hurled his spear out over the audience. He disappeared and reappeared by a marble pillar, where he kicked off, flipped around, and hurled his spear at the stage. Pop! Ryan caught his spear with a flourishing spin before he slammed the staff in onto the stage with a resounding BOOM! He then bent low in a deep bow. The audience stared at him, stunned for a few seconds, before bursting into applause. As Ryan stood up, Mr. Tuxton found his voice. Spearhawk! A woman in the crowd shouted, We love you, Spearhawk! Ryan waved and resolutely stepped back between Sprinter and Sleek. He grabbed both their hands before either could react, and he raised them high in the air. Sleek glanced from him to the hands in the air. Her human eye teared up as her lips trembled slightly. She mouthed the words, Thank you. He nodded to her, smiling. On Ryan's other side, Harry's free hand blurred as he waved at the crowd. He quipped, Show off. Ryan grinned. I'm just showing you how to make an entrance. As applause died down, Mr. Tuxton stepped forward. Gentle people of Majestic, we have a special treat tonight. In a rare public appearance, one of the founders and current leader of the Capes Corps, the one, the only, Black. If the cheers for Spearhawk were loud, the ones that followed were deafening. In stark contrast to his predecessors, Block simply strode out onto the stage, offering the crowd a half-hearted wave, which caused them to cheer louder than ever. Then the giant stopped beside Sprinter, who offered him his hand. Block resolutely ignored it as he stood there and folded his arms, scowling. Harry let his offered hand drop. He nudged Ryan. I think he wins. Ryan's grin broadened. I'm not going to argue that point. Discover what's happening on the next episode of Theater Heals after these messages. On the next episode of Theater Heals, Volume 2, Heroes, Tyson Heals. After winning the Gallus crowd over for his team, Ryan finds himself in the most harrowing situation of all. Small talk at a party. However, when he tries to connect with Sleek for a much-needed heart-to-heart, 
their conversation is violently interrupted. Tune in next week for Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Chapter 11, Audience Participation. See you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChansey.com, and my YouTube channel. Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at Patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell. <laughs>